Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Big Recon on Sports Podcast. I am your host, I am the Big Recon. Today is Friday, September the 24th, 2021. And believe it or not, I'm not talking baseball tonight because this weekend we get a special treat. As you see, I have Alex from Row 7 here because this weekend, the boys from the Midway invade the North Coast as the Cleveland Browns will host the Chicago Bears and the professional starting debut of one OHIO alumnus, Justin Fields, as he takes the ball under center for the Bears in their first game. Alex, let me ask something. How excited are you that Justin Fields is starting because of the Red Baron being hurt? I am thoroughly excited, but I'm also very hesitant because Nagy's still got that playbook. <laughs> you know, they said something, Rex Ryan said something funny the other day, and he said, well, I understand you are not wanting to start him against Aaron Darnold or Aaron Donald. You're starting him against Jadavion Clowney and Miles Garrett. <laughs> One versus two. Exactly. Exactly. So I told you before we went on, I was going to give you a stat. And this is a stat that helps you, not me. Justin Fields' all time in the state of Ohio is 10 and up. <laughs> it's, now, granted, he was a couple hours down I 71, uh-huh. but it's still the state of Ohio. I, listen, I'm excited for Sunday. I really am. Um, I usually listen to the games on my laptop, uh, uh-huh. the Browns Radio Network. It's Jim Donovan, who, if you, if you like your Bears broadcasters, cool. If not, he's a good football guy. Okay. He's a homer because he's from Cle- he's like legit from Cleveland. He grew oh. up there. Browns fan his whole life. Doug Deacon, who does the games with him, played for the Browns, so they are a homer booth. I'm going to say this and try and not make you mad because we're going to go into the next part. Uh, he's not Hawk Harrelson. <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't make me mad. It's okay. Okay, good. Because and I mentioned Hawk Harrelson because. Congratulations to the 2021 American League Central Division champion, Chicago White Sox, punching their ticket to the postseason, beating the Cleveland Indians slash Guardians to win the Central Division. I tell you what, we're going to have a lot of fun on October 4th. October 4th is going to be a special day. It's going to be a lot of fun. Looking to talk some playoff baseball. Um, and let's just just get into it because there's nothing like October baseball. No, there's no, not. Nothing like it. But there's also something to be said about early September football. So let's dive into this. Um, it's the first time you and I have talked football that hasn't been in general. This is our two teams. These are the guys we watch or listen to every Sunday. So let's go into a couple things that are on the board. Let's start here. Odell Beckham will make his season debut against that Bears secondary on Sunday. Uh, but no Jarvis. So now it's going to be Odell, it's going to be Hollywood Higgins, it's going to be uh, DPJ, and Anthony Schwartz, who's been phenomenal, and another deep threat. Knowing the Bears secondary like you do, are they going to play the high safety to stop Odell, or are they going to have to, or do they play man-to-man? Because I haven't watched much of them this year. They like to play the high safety, but I think they're going to have to do man-to-man, which could potentially expose them. Uh they have some, you know, some skilled guys back there, you know, playing corners and safeties. But with the past two games, watching them, and you know, I guess you can say blowing two plays that cost that essentially cost them points. I'm not exactly thrilled to know that you get Odell back. You got Schwartz, who's a deep threat. You got DPJ, who, you know, is kind of sneaky quick. 
uh, kind of like that, you know, I guess you can call him like a third receiver. That's what, what you'd probably refer to him as in a sense. Four? Okay, but four, but uh, still. When they're at full strength. strength. When they're at full strength, because Hollywood is definitely the number three on that team. Okay. Still uh, a, a, a threat as well, too. So I, I'm a, that that gives me a little a little bit of anxiety, just knowing that there's all, a lot of viable options out there. And that doesn't sit too well with me and knowing just how they got exposed the past two games and essentially not tackling when they need to tackle. Yeah. And here's the other thing too. And again, I have trumpeted this man since the day he was drafted in 2018, but Baker Mayfield's the most accurate passer in the NFL this year. He's completed nearly 80% of his balls. Hmm. And he did it last week with a separated left shoulder. So he's not a hundred percent this, this week, huh? No, he's, he's playing. Okay. He, are you ever really 100% after you get drilled in the face a few times? No, but. Yeah, it's the non-throwing shoulder that's the issue. Oh, okay. That's, um, he, that's fine. He actually flew in his physiotherapist from from Norman to work on his shoulder. Uh, or from Texas, excuse me. Um, you know, Jedrick Wills is healthy, which is nice. So that left tackle. Does Khalil line up on that side or does he line up on the other side? He He kind of jumps. From okay, depending on you know, sometimes they have the what, what I've seen this last game, they had him and Robert Quinn both line up on the same Ooh. side. So I don't know exactly Ooh. what you'll probably see a lot of fullback out of the Browns then because Janovich can definitely chip Khalil, uh, or or um, oh, who was the other guy you just said, Robert Quinn. Um, so yeah, I can see a lot of that this week. Um, we're talking about your defense to start because it's really the thing that you, when you were on with your brother, we really got into the defense a lot. Um, how do you stop that two headed monster that the Browns have in the backfield that really kind of went off last week against not a terrible Houston defense? They're not terrible. You, you pray, you do a lot of praying, <laughs> lot of praying. because I mean, it, the writing is basically on the wall with, Baker having a little bit of a bum shoulder. I know it's not his throwing shoulder uh, and a, a Bears defense. That's still, you know, that's not terrible, but still trying to figure it out. And then you got on the opposite end, Nick Chubb, who is on my fantasy team. So I'm kind of hoping that he does what he needs to do. And Kareem Hunt, who is also a, a one option in a sense, it could be a long day for the Bears. If, if they have trouble stopping the run, I, I think, in a sense, the writing is on the wall. If they if they do find some success and can at least slow them down, keep them off the field, um, or you neutralize one of the two, or if not both, you got a fighting chance. But if if not, if you're gonna if these guys are gonna both put up, I don't know, we'll, we'll just put a, pull numbers out this guy 60, 70 yards apiece, it's gonna be a long game. The thing I'm worried about uh from an offensive standpoint, um with this team is that you know. Baker may try and force a ball or two to Odell to get him going. Uh, I expect a slant early in the game. I really do. I expect a slant to Odell early in the game, maybe like a five-yard out and then boom to the goalpost. Uh, if not, uh, the first play action bootleg that they really get moving, just he's just going to take off. Because uh, apparently he's running faster than before the knee injury. Huh, excellent. I don't know how that's possible. But if you watch his workout videos, he was up to 17 miles an hour on the treadmill. I mean, it's – listen, I don't drive 17 miles an hour. <laughs> Never mind run. Yeah. 
Yeah. It would take me 12 days to run 17 miles now. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so adding Odell back in, I think it's going to be a big thing for the Browns because now you're going to start to see this offense kind of take shape once Jarvis gets back. And we're talking three weeks without Jarvis. Uh, it's an MCL sprain, so he should be okay. But you have now two deep threats with Schwartz and Odell. You have Hollywood, who's got the great rapport. What is your linebacking core like? Because you also have to uh, concern yourself with Austin Hooper and David Njoku and, um, oh, I can't remember his name now, Harrison Bryant, the the three-headed monster at tight end this team has. How's the Bears linebacking core been? Is it a tackling issue like the secondary? Uh, It's more so just out of position, not not in a good spot to make a play to, you know, to or they get beat by the receiver or, or said player that they're supposed to be on. So that, that's that's really more so their issue. They're, the, the big problem right now that I've seen from the Bears, they're without Danny Trevathan, who is Ooh. a little long, you know, a little long in the tooth in, in terms of, you know, how long he's been playing. But he's out for, I believe, six or eight weeks. I think he's on IR right now. So with him kind of, you know, his presence being out there, it, it's a definite definite vacancy for for sure for the Bears out there. So I don't know exactly yeah. how. Trevathan's a great linebacker. He, he is. is a great linebacker. Just for his experience, I know, like I said, he's a little slower now, but it, but the recognition that he has out there and how he can read plays and kind of position his teammates around him is a valuable uh, thing that they're missing out there for sure right now. No, I agree with somebody like that. I mean, the Browns are missing uh, – I think it's Anthony Walker, the old linebacker from Indianapolis. They signed. He's on IR right now. Um, so now it's JOK is going to step in and have to play a little more, which I like because, you know, from the draft when we talked that I love that they got him. Uh, so one last question, your pass rush. Um, it's the best offensive line in football. Baker's been staying clean. Besides Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn on that, doing the two diff- the two guys on the same side or opposite, have you been able to get any push up the middle yet? Have your tackles been doing it, or is this all coming from the end with Khalil Mack? No, they have gotten pressure up the middle, and, and it's kind of it's kind of hit or miss depending on how they decide to you know line up it. Whether like I mentioned earlier, if it's Mack and Quinn on the same side, and Akeem Hicks kind of up and you know up the gut trying to you know you know I guess open it up from the middle, they have got they did find some success this past week against uh, the Bengals, but that's not you know a huge pat on their back because the Bengals offensive line is basically like party. It's, it was like parting the seas. You know, there was, there was no protection for Joe Burrow. I felt terrible for him out there. I mean, it was, it was troubling to say the least. And they did, did themselves no, uh, no favors by passing on Penny Sewell, who was out there ready for them to, to scoop up. And I'm going back to our, our, our draft. I still, I still have people say to me, did he really come in and say, what the hell was that? Yes, he did. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But I got to tell you, though, Burroughs throw down the sideline to Jamar Chase was absolutely pretty. I mean, it's just that connection that they have going back to LSU. So, And just think, if Justin Fields would have never gone to Ohio State, Joe Burrow would have stayed. Crazy to think. I it I, It was a broken hand. Yeah. It was a broken hand that cost him the backup job, JT Barrett's final year. And if and Haskins comes in and wins that game against Michigan, and then Burrow, oh no, Burrow was gone already. Burrow comes, uh, Haskins wins the job in the spring. 
Uh And it's like, wow. So, all right, let's jump to the other side of the ball because it's a big thing you guys have going on with adding Justin Fields into the mix here. Um, From the Browns' perspective, the defense has actually been semi-healthy so far outside of Anthony Walker being lost to injury in the linebacking court. Delpit's been back. The kid from Northwestern. um, Oh, what's his name? Newsom? Yes. Newsom's been great. You haven't heard his name. And That's always good had, when your name is not called. They had him face up on Tyreek Hill a couple times. You didn't hear his name. But, and Mercole Hardman didn't do anything against the Browns. So you haven't heard his name, which is great. Denzel Ward is Denzel Ward. Um, I bet you if I, if I had to bet money, Denzel Ward's going to follow Allen Robinson around the field. Guaranteed. Who else is in that wide receiver core that can give Allen some help? Uh, so they have Cole Komet, who's a, a a viable option. He's a younger guy. I end. like Cole Komet. I think he's got. I think he's got the a uh, good a good skill set. He can get open. Uh, he doesn't seem to uh, you know feel that pressure when he goes up the middle. Kind of you know potentially taking one of those dangerous kind of hits. A little bit of a blindside hit. Versus... Tight end at Notre Dame, right? Yes. He played with JOK. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then on the opposite end, I forgot. I keep forgetting his name. Why am I blinking on it right now? Um, but the Bears have another up-and-coming wide receiver. Uh, who's He's been with them for probably like a year or two now. I need to look this up. Give me one quick second. I'm already on it. I feel bad that I'm, I'm letting my team down. Darnell Mooney. Okay. Darnell Mooney has has definitely stepped up because there's been a, a lot of games where Allen Robinson is basically double covered. Everybody knows that that's, you know, the most uh, viable option for w- your wide receivers, but Darnell Mooney has definitely stepped up. Uh, and I, I'm hoping that him and um, Justin Fields can find some, uh, some, you know, some, uh, some connections together this Sunday, because if you can get him going, he's young, uh, he's got some speed, has the ability to, to get open um, and, I think he can. He could probably go. I mean, who's on the opposite opposite end of uh, Denzel Ward? Is it Newsom? It's Newsom. It is Newsom. Okay, so it could be Mooney uh, Newsom then on Sunday, potentially. Yeah, and when they and when they play nickel, they bring in Greedy Williams. No. Oh. <laughs> when I tell you, I was so impressed with the Browns did with the defense in the offseason. It blew my mind. So you brought up Cole Komet, and I said he played with JOK at, at Notre Dame. Um, Here's something that went way under the radar, but I noticed it in watching the highlight films this week. Grant Delpit played a lot last week. So now you have, and he's about the size of Kamora and almost as fast. Or Koromoa, excuse me. Mm -hmm. The Browns offer a matchup issue to most teams that don't have Travis Kelsey. Is that they have two guys who can cover a tight end in Koromoa and... Grant Delpit. David Montgomery is awesome, by the way. I agree. I love David. I, I think he's great. Do you think they're going to have him run the ball more to give Fields a little bit of a breather's the wrong word, but to kind of protect him a little? Yeah, I mean, he, he's going again up against a team with that that I, I would say, in my opinion, and this is from an outsider looking in, I would call a stout, somewhat of a stout defense. 
know, there's a lot of a lot of big names on that defense. So without having him to go, having him go out there basically and say, hey, you know, we need you to throw for 350 today and make it, you know, make it happen. I, I don't see him really doing that. Um, I, I do see him letting the ball go, but probably not in not many um, like long distance plays, you know, way down the field, maybe a couple over the middle. Um, and then some to hopefully your uh, your wide receiver core, potentially your tight end when things kind of open up if, and that's only if things really work out for David Montgomery. No, I agree. I think they're going to have to run the ball because if you go back and look at fields, even in college, he had good running backs. He had J.K. Dobbins that first year at Ohio State. Look what's happened to Baltimore's offense without J.K. Dobbins in it. Uh, yes, they just beat Kansas City, but let's be honest, Kansas City took their foot off the gas, and I don't they know did. why. Because uh, you can say what you want about what Lamar did. Oh, by the way, Lamar's hurt and possibly has COVID. No. Yeah, he hurt himself on the flip into the end zone, Alex. That's almost as bad as Grammatica jumping up and down after an extra point and blowing his knee out. <laughs> oh, when he tore his ACL? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know I think of that every time I see him on the FanDuel commercial? Yeah, I, I thought about that too the, the last time I seen him. I was like, hey, that's the guy. That's the idiot, yeah. Um, <laughs> they, wasn't his brother's name Bill or something? Yes. <laughs> Bill Grammatica. Did you ever see the Police Academy movies? Yes. The two of them remind me of George Martin and George Martin, who were the same person. <laughs> exactly. Martin, Bill. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. I'm getting, I'm getting way off base with that. So, all right. So we got the defense for both sides. Has some questions. Mm -hmm. It really does. Uh, yours is with tackling, like we talked about. The Browns is really with scheme, I think, because they've been giving up a lot of yards they really shouldn't be. Um, Because Houston scored after Tyrod was out last week, so that bugged the snot out of me. Especially when you consider what Houston did yesterday against Carolina. Exactly. Well, Carolina's got a better defense than people think. And do you think it burns Jet fans and Sam Darnold's playing as well as he is? Uh, it does because that – front office is garbage that's why i was just talking to my dad about that on the way home tonight he's still a jet fan hmm. and i'm talking since the namath days he's a jet fan and if you look at it the jets did the same thing to sanchez same thing afc championship game uh -huh. build the offense after they go to the afc championship game his rookie year <clears throat> they bring in Santonio Holmes. They bring in Ladanian Tomlinson. They bring in uh, defensive end Miami, one dancing with the stars, Jason uh, Taylor. Taylor. Jason yeah. Taylor. They brought him in. They built the team up. They go to another AFC championship game, and if they wouldn't have come out flat, you're talking about the Packers and the Jets in that Super Bowl. Then they let Braylon go. They let Jericho Cotchery go. They trade Dustin Keller. They let the offensive line leave. I mean, it's just it's it's just the Jets in general. It's not even this front offense. It's the Jets being the Jets. Yeah, we thought Manny being Manny was funny. Yeah. So, if you had to pick one guy to have a standout game that's not Justin Fields or Baker Mayfield. 
who do you see on the Bears that has to have a stand up standout game in order to get this W for them? Uh, run the ball, David Montgomery. Okay, all day, all day. I I need him to have thirty touches in the game, and I know that seems like a lot. It's not, but it's not because you don't have to just hand him the ball. Correct. Fields is very good at running the screen. Yes, where they did a lot with J.K. Dobbins. He's elusive. You can find ways to get him the ball without saying here. Here's your handoff. Run it up the gut. Take it. You know, take it to the left or the right. Mm -hmm. But it just it's just kind of troubling because the past two weeks and and I and I say this lightly in a sense they've had success running the ball. He's found you know holes. He's got you know he's gained some some good good yardage on some plays. But then after a while they just kind of abandon the run game and and I and I sit there kind of puzzled when. It's if it's working for you, why why do you go away from it? And it's just something that it's a Chicago complex that we're tr- still trying to figure out. It's a whole naggy situation. He still wants to be that offensive guru that he claims that he is, and he's not. No. Um, for the Browns, I'll be honest with you. It's gotta be Hollywood. Hollywood's gotta have a game. They're gonna focus on Odell especially with him just coming back. And now he's going into being the one option without Jarvis in the back end. It's got to be Hollywood. And if Hollywood has a good game and Baker is Baker, which is throw the ball on time, get it out quick, hit the guy in the chest, turn around, be the good handoffer that you know you are, they can put up points. But the problem is they need a second option out of there. He can't be he can't be Lamar and hit the tight ends. David Njoku cannot lead this team in receiving. I would agree. Yeah. Do you guys still have a Hooper or no? Mm-hmm. You do. The tight end room is a three-headed monster. It's Austin Hooper, it's David Njoku, and it's uh Harrison Bryant, who was the top tight end coming out of college a couple years ago that they got in like the fourth round. That's right. But I tell you what, though, two years in a row. Let me hold on. Different guy's going to have a big game, and that's Demetric Felton, the running back slash receiver from UCLA. They took in the sixth round. He was the one with the spin move that you saw against Houston. That scored oh. the touchdown. Okay. He. The scary part is the Browns' backfield could be a three-headed monster. This kid's that good. Jeez. Sixth round. Sixth. DPJ and that kid in the sixth round two years in a row for Andrew Barry. Wow. When you when your team knows how to draft. They cut Kadero Hodge because of this kid. Kadero huh. Hodge is like the two receiver in Seattle right now. Or no, I'm sorry. Is it Tennessee or Seattle? I don't remember where he ended up. I got to get a better light. This is really getting annoying. <laughs> I just, I, the hats bother me now that there's no hair on my head. Really? I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why. I had it on, I had this one on when I was on with you and Chris, and it just, I, I got to take it off. And all you do is like flex fit, right? Basically. Yeah. The, the, the locker room ones from the Big Ten Championship, which hopefully I'll have number five. If their defense shows up, um, oh, they're horrible. Oh, they're horrible. 
I'll tell you this and then I'll get into that because I want to ask your opinion on something too. Uh-huh. Um, so the top of the world hats for the locker room for the Big Ten Championship all are snapbacks. Okay. I'm not a big snapback fan, but it's the locker room hat. Yeah. I'm still looking for the 2014 one when they won the title. I got that hat in there with the gold thing right here on the brim. Uh-huh. There's 2014 national champions on it. It's got the the playoff trophy right here. Well, when you play an NFL team, you don't get, you know, you don't win another one. So let me ask you this. I want to dip into this one for just a moment. Uh-huh. So like I said, Ohio State's defense. Poopy. Horrible. Tulsa was in that game. That's not good, my friend. No. And it's funny because someone put on Twitter, Ohio State's defense is, defense is dot, dot, dot. And I was like the third or fourth poop emoji in a row. They're terrible. I, it's They are more talented than anybody else. I don't know what the problem is. How many points did they get? Did uh, Tulsa put up on them? 20. Uh, yeah. No. They won I, 41 to 20. Yeah, but that should have been like 41-10 tops. Ohio State even as a kid with the last name Martinez playing in the secondary and had a pick six last week. <laughs> I was like, go! <laughs> I was jacked. <laughs> um, so last thing I want to get into about this game, then I want to get your prediction. Uh-huh. Um, if it comes down to the to the special teams, we know the special teams cost the Browns that win in game one. I will say that until the, I'm blue in the face. If Jamie Gillen punts that ball away, the Browns win that game. Um. Do you have enough? To, who's returning kicks for you guys? That's a good question. I don't know. Special, it's not Devin Hester back there anymore. Special teams. Oh, by the way, your dad's boy, former boy, just tied the game in Milwaukee, Colton Wong. How about the Cardinals, though? Side- I can't even begin to tell you they are scalding. Sidebar. Wow. Your dad has got to be off the charts. You know what? For a while there, he was just like, I don't really care anymore. I don't want to see them. They're garbage. And then they they were just like three in a row, seven in a row, nine in a row. And I'm just like, Dad, they're they're kind of they're in a good spot. They're in a, in the playoffs right now. He's like, Ah, oh, they'll 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 find a way to blow it. And I'm and I'm just, I told him earlier today. I was just like, thirteen in a row right now. And they smacked Milwaukee around this. And by the way, they're beating the Cubs in game two, six to two. Wow. (laughs) Those boys are juicing or something. Arenado is scary good. Yeah. They're all scary. That's a good team. St. Louis is always a good team. It is. Um, What the heck was I going to say? But uh, speaking of guys who can run fast. Yes. You see Josh Gordon got reinstated today. Yeah. He can come back after week four, right? Or by week four? Yeah. Is Seattle going to take him again, or is he going to go back to New England? Go back to Cleveland. You think? Go back to Cleveland and return kicks. (laughs) Be Josh Cribs. Mm. (laughs) 
You will not catch one ball unless it's a kickoff or a punt. It's a job. I, it's, dude. And it's not how an many easy chances, it. How many chances is this boy going to get? Just lay off the weed, man. Lay off the weed. Okay. That's, a, that's, his, that's his issue, right? Yeah. Man. Listen, paychecks, marijuana, paychecks, marijuana. Come on. Can't buy weed without a paycheck. That's the caveat right there. It goes right to weed. Exactly. And with all these states legalizing it, the NFL is going to have to get on board. Give it a year. Something, my friend. Come on. Because at, at a certain point, like the, the man's like a K. He's got like nine lives. And right now he's like on 10. <laughs> yeah. Roger Goodell must just have a cannabis testing thing at his house that he just sends to Josh Gordon every day. He does. There you go. Here you go. Um. So yeah, has your special teams been good enough to make a play if they need it? Uh yeah. Actually, the game the other day against the Rams, they they got in good field position. The first the first drive of the game, only they squandered it because of uh, the red rifle throwing a pick inside the ten yard line. The red rifle. <laughs> that's what that's what they call him. Hold on. Do you know what just went through my head? Did you see the Red Rocket episode of South Park way back in the day? That's what just went through my head. <laughs> I got something wrong with me. All right, prediction time, my friend. Final score here? Ooh. Final score. Final score. Well, because I have a little bit of uh, friendly wager on it. Not, not going to get too deep into it. Uh, you don't have I, to shave your head or nothing, are you? No, 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 no. It's just a financial wager. Nothing. Oh, okay. No, no other other types of wagers. Uh, I am going to, I bet, put a little bit of uh, a friendly wager on the Bears covering. The spread right now is seven. I know, risky. But I am going to say uh, Browns 27, Bears 23. Oh, so you are you do think the Browns are going to pull this one out? I do think the Browns are going to ultimately win. Oh. Realistically, I would love to see the Bears win. If they do pull it out, fantastic. You know, all all the more the reason to keep Justin Fields out there, let the red rifle sit, uh, let it get, let him get rusty, you know, on the bench. Uh, but with it being his first game and and that little bit of hesitancy in the back of my mind that Nagy's going to have essentially a playbook that's built for Andy Dalton instead of Justin Fields, where he's going to be kind of contained in the pocket. Uh, and try to find you know find ways to to make plays. I, I think that that's going to hinder the Bears ultimately, and will will cost them the game. I have a similar score, but I have it twenty seven twenty one Cleveland. Okay. Um. I listen. I think the the Browns pass rush is going to make a play. Uh. You know he never faced and still hasn't. Those two guys on the end. Mm -hmm. And they were putting pressure on Mahomes and they put a lot of pressure on uh who is it? Was it Nick Davis and uh and Tyrod Taylor? Um Some so more. yeah, he they put a lot of pressure on them. I think Houston's offensive line is a little better than the Bears. Not much, but a little. So I think it's gonna come down to, you know, the 
Bear, the Browns pass rush is going to make a play. I think it's good. And I think that play is going to force a turnover. Okay. Uh, and that's going to be the difference. I think the 27, 21 Cleveland. So your boys cover. Uh, but yeah, I think the Browns get it done, get to two and one and go into week four with a little more confidence than they had coming out. Well, they should have had confidence coming out of week one. They played really good. Um, One last thing before I let you go. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go back to baseball just for a minute. Sure. Someone tweeted out the Mets war leaders for the year. It's Jacob. Jacob DeGrom's on their list. 5.1. He leads it. Uh. <laughs> and the man's been out two months. He hasn't pitched since July 7th. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And then it's Pete. Believe it or not, Lindor's at 2.9. Huh. And in a short amount of time, Baez is at 1.6. This is a team. They're a team that ran into the buzzsaw of their schedule when they were called. Two and eleven against the Dodgers and Giants killed them. Wow. That's where it is. And, I mean, Alex, I mean when, you, when you think about it, they you know they were missing Degrom. You know, Syndergaard was pushed back because he got hurt hurt again. Uh, Cookie Carrasco was not exactly Cookie Carrasco in some of those outings. Oh, he was Cookie from the second inning on. But in the first inning, he was, you know, cookie monster. He was giving up cookies. <laughs> Alex, tell us what's going on with row seven. Well, right now we are uh, kind of in a little bit of a limbo right now because we're trying to trying to dabble a little bit between football because we're going into week three and then obviously staying on tap with everything baseball, especially Chicago related. Um Got the Sox in the playoffs right now. Hopefully they, they make a, a nice long run. Uh, but and I'm just excited to kind of see exactly how, the, how this unfolds. And hopefully this means uh, a number of, of good years and quality playoffs runs and potentially a World Series ring here in the in the near future. So Row 7 will be all over that. But uh, we'll definitely, you know, tap into all the playoffs and all the matchups, predictions, and so forth. So that's kind of that's coming up on the horizon. Well, good, because listen, I love listening to you. It's a car ride thing. Not as much recently because Zach's had the car, so he takes the aux when he's driving. Um, but, yeah, I love listening to your stuff. And trust me, I know about being in limbo. Most of the reason I haven't put out more content is I'm tired. No, I'm, <laughs> so I'm trying to do every every two weeks right now. So every other week basically put out, put out something, whether it's baseball or football-related. Yeah, and I'm going to try and do once a month with my buddy from Cleveland who does a sports blog. I don't know if you caught that one that him and I did. I did. We, I, <laughs> we have known each other since 1994. We're old. <laughs> uh, but no, in all seriousness, it's um he's, he's really good. And he writes about hockey too. So that's the one I want to get him on with you because he's um, – He's a, more of a fan of different franchises. He's got the Islanders, the Blue, the Blues, the Buffalo Sabers. So he's a big hockey guy. Okay. So I know you're big with the Blackhawks. So I'll get you guys on together at some point in time. That works. Yeah. As always, Big Recon can be found here on YouTube, um, on Twitter at Big Recon on Sport. Facebook, the page will be there and I'll be sharing stuff, but I won't be broadcasting there anymore. But that's Big Recon on Sports. Excuse me, Twitter at Big Recon on Sport, and of course, Anchor, Breaker, Google, Spotify, 
Pocket Cast Radio Public. Ask Alexa. Play Big Recon. Alex, thank you so much. I will talk to you very, very soon. October 4th. Let's tell them what we're doing. Big Recon Baseball Show. Live. October 4th, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. The usual suspects, myself, you, Tone, and we will add from the Shakeback Media Group and the Family of Baseball podcast, he is the hashtag brother of baseball, Mr. Willie Epting Jr. Um, let me tell you something. He brings it, and he's an A's fan. Looking forward to it. He's a oh, great dude, like I told you before. Great dude. And he knows it like us. He knows his stuff and he knows how to do it. And this guy, he's going places with it. They actually, they have a media uh, a deal with one of the big high schools in Texas because he's from down there. Oh, and he hates the Cowboys too. He lives near Dallas and he hates the Cowboys. <laughs> My guy. <laughs> America's team. No, no. Ask Jim Rome. This is America's team. <laughs> Buddy, thank you so much again. It's been a blast. I will talk to you throughout the game on Sunday. Sounds good, man. Take care. Have a good weekend. We'll see you, everybody.